Welcome to the FinNation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fim Nation. Today, I have an amazing guest I'm super excited to bring to you and really was just a blessed to be able to be connected to Shay Bynes, who is a passionate storyteller, bridge builder, and strategist who ignites and equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in their spheres of influence. Big, big words there. And I know we're going to dive into that because all roads lead to being authentic and being in integrity in what we're doing. And I know Shay's going to bring that today. She co-founded the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement in 2012 in her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't is Shifting the Way People Live, Work, and Engage the World Around Them. Shay, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, I'm really honored to be here, White Dove, so looking forward to our conversation. Let's get in with the first question of the day. Where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Wow. So it began right out of college. So that was in 1999. Yes, 1999. Um, even when I started my corporate career, I always had this desire to have just flexibility outside of that. And so the very first thing that I did was I went and found hard to find items and sold them on what was called Yahoo auctions before eBay was popular. Mm-hmm. And so that was my very first entrepreneurial endeavor for something that generated income you know, outside of my job. And so that was my starting point a very long time ago. (laughs) And I've done many things since then. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell too much of this, but I was, I was one of those very first eBayers back in those days. So I, I was like, Oh, a business that would sound really cool. But then I put it into a retail store. So I bought all the lots of clothes on. So I get you, I get you on that. (laughs) How did that progress you? Tell, tell us a little bit about the journey of progression to what it is you're doing today and how you found that along the way. Yeah. So my starting point was really all around creating income sources because I wanted flexibility and freedom. So I had a very thriving corporate career, um, but I just felt like as I was going through it, that as I'm going up this executive track, the more I looked, I was realizing that the people around me were increasingly more miserable in their personal lives, even as they were thriving in their corporate lives. And so I decided pretty pretty early on that I didn't know what I was going to be doing outside of the corporate world, but I knew it was going to be something. I just kind of felt that on the inside. And so anyway, so my next journey from there was uh, I was with a group of friends and we started a social media platform uh, for or alumni of historically black colleges and universities called HBCUs. And we did that as a group of friends. It was right before uh, MySpace pretty much made us irrelevant. (laughs) We did that for about five years. It generated income. It never did really that great, but we had a lot of fun and learned a lot. I think I learned more about how not to do business uh, than I learned how to do business during that time, but it was a really great learning opportunity. From there, I went into real estate investing, which I'm still a real estate investor to this day. 
Um, so my husband and I started there. So in the beginning steps, it was just around trying to find something that we would enjoy that would generate an additional income stream. That's pretty much where my mind was at that time. It wasn't connected to purpose or what God's calling on my life. No, I was just looking to have flexibility. And so that was where the journey started. But what happened was about 10 years into my corporate career, as I was writing out my goals like I did every single year, I heard from the Lord for the first time about my goals. I was always the person who planned my stuff. And then I would just ask the Lord, bless it, pray. Thank you for blessing these plans that I've made, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And this was the first time that I really heard from the Lord concerning my goals. And I heard, you're going to leave your job by June, 2010. It was that specific. And that made no sense to me. I wrote it down. So I was like, that wasn't me. (laughs) I wrote it down, but I didn't know what that would look like because I was doing really well in my corporate career and my business income was just a little bit. And I also didn't know what I'd be doing. But that was the beginning of a shift to me to really focusing in on, well, what would be purposeful work? What's connected to like just the assignment on my life? That was the the beginning of a shift for me. And sure enough, by June 2010, um, I did leave my corporate career and started as a full-time entrepreneur, first in real estate. And then eventually into the work that I'm doing now, which I've been doing for the last eight years, which Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Where did you find your purpose along the way? It really came as I grew in my relationship with God, to be honest with you. Because once I got outside of my head around, okay, well, what are my dreams? What do I think are the good things or whatever? And I really started to uh, connect with God concerning his dreams for me, his thoughts. Then I started to realize that those things were aligning. You know, and so I think that for me, that exploration for, you know, I'm here for purpose, on purpose, and just kind of digging into what that looks like, that was the beginning of a really major shift for me. And it's funny because, you know, if I looked back 10 years and and said to myself, oh, you'll be speaking on stages, writing books, like the stuff that I do now, if you had asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like... (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Right. But yet I'm having the absolute best time of my life because I'm aligned with, you know, what what I'm here for in the assignment on my life. And so even though I didn't know it's what I'd like to do, I'm finding that I enjoy it um, immensely. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of entrepreneurs out there, as you know, that feel a disconnection between what they try to pursue as an entrepreneurial venture. And then they start hitting measurable success with it in multiple different facets where some can be financial success, some can be, you know, time freedom success. You know, there's all different types and metrics of success. But yet as they start checking off those boxes of success, because God allows us to have that for sure, they they still feel a disconnect. And I know, I know that it's our our heavenly father allowing us to go through the journey and the process to see that we need to let go and live with him in this. How do you help guide them to kind of squish that time and be a catalyst for that journey between them and God to see what it is their heavenly father is trying to tell them? How do you do that? Yeah. So the whole premise around kingdom driven entrepreneur is inspire, teach and mentor entrepreneurs to do business in partnership with God. Right. And so once you get to a point where you're like, I'm not just in business, whatever that business is. I'm not just in business because, you know, you know, for whatever reasons, like I actually can do this business in partnership with God. Like I can actually get insight strategy, do this thing through my relationship with him. And just in the very nature of the fact that that's what we teach has been my own journey and what we teach. Right. And so it starts to begin to look less like a 
oh, well, here's all the strategies here. You know, here's all the strategies for this business, how to make it grow all those things. And it really focuses on this foundation of aligning your heart and God's heart, his dreams with your dreams. It really begins with that foundation. And that's the whole message really honestly behind even grace over grind. You know, we get into our own things and, and our own timing and our own ways and all of those things and miss out on what God's best is that we don't have to do primarily and in our, in our own strength. But yet we can do that just in the rest and in the flow and in the rhythms of his grace, right? And so mm-hmm. we focus so much on that foundation because then we can grow from that foundation. And then we find ourselves, I know because I'm a witness, I'm a model of my own, of my own work, <laughs> it's that we see how we experience uh, what the Bible says, exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or even imagine because we've started with this foundation of aligning ourselves with his heart, his heart for us, his heart concerning the people that we're supposed to touch, whatever the business is. I don't care. I mean, my business happens to be what it is, but it doesn't matter if you're a bakery owner, you own a preschool, you know, you're, you're an eBayer, like whatever it is, the same thing actually applies. And so that's, that's what we, that's what we really focus on. Like how do we in a really practical way invite God, if I say accept his invitation to involve him, in our business in a really practical way. And how do we walk that out? Absolutely. Cause he's going to step back and let, you know, he'll wait for us to ask him. He's, he doesn't oh, yeah. just interject himself. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> quite, quite you such. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right, right here. here. With you always. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I know the difference because I've done business both ways. You know, I, yes. I, I, I know what it feels like. I know what it, that looks like to do things just out of my own strength, out of just that pure grind of my own. And then also what it looks like to really do it in his grace. It's a completely different experience. And even though someone might say on the outside that people can get the same results, I'm like, yeah, well, it depends on how you define results. I find sure. the results on the other side to be way better, infinitely better, you know, regardless of what the outside looks like, because it has a holistic focus to your life. Right. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M-2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Talk to me about the grind, because I know that there are going to be listeners that this is relatively a new concept for them. They're faith believing. They understand the concept. They understand and they feel uh, a connection with, you know, the spirit here with the spirit of the conversation. Yeah. And so they're understanding that. But how do how do you explain 
that it doesn't have to be a grind. And and quickly, I know that your book would obviously explain that. So we'll put a link in for your book inside of the show notes as well. But I wanted to have you talk about yeah. how it doesn't have to be a grind and why it doesn't have to be a grind. Yeah, absolutely. So so I like to define the grind as doing things primarily in your own strength. You know, if you actually looked it up in the dictionary, it would say things like excessive hard work, right? So I prefer to look at work from a, as diligence, which is careful, steady, energetic work, rather than the grind of excessive hard work that's done primarily in your own strength, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I define the grind. But I'll tell you, this, is, this is the, was the beginning of the shift for me. I was in church and our pastor was doing a message around, um, in the Bible, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 11, 28 through 30. And in the translation, this is how he read it, changed me forever says, this is Jesus talking. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And when I heard that white dove, Everything about that, everything on the inside of me was like, yes, yes, and yes. I want that in my work. I want that in every aspect of my life and in my business life. And that was the beginning. So it was like, well, what does it look like to, what is an unforced rhythm of grace? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like to walk with you and work with you and watch how you do it in business? Because I'm so used to doing business based off of finding the, the greatest expert who, who had such breakthrough and then go get their blueprint and then go follow their blueprint. And go, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the yeah. kind of go learn all the things and then go do all the things and just, you know, make it happen. And that was how I grew up in business, you know? And so that's the only way I knew how to do business. And so, but that was a beginning transformation. It was like an invitation to say, like, you can do this with me. You don't have to do this based off of, following the latest and greatest blueprint, being a squirrel, following the next thing that didn't work for you. I'll do this one, right? You don't have to operate that way. I am infinite wisdom. (laughs) I know you're in from the beginning. You know, I have rest. I have peace. I have joy. Like do this with me without anxiety, right? And so that was the invitation that I wanted to say yes to. So the grind to me is when I, I love that idea of like excessive hard work. Who wants to do excessive hard work? And no even the word hard, this was, this was a challenge to me. One day I heard, look, what does the word hard mean? And so I went to go look it up. And you know what it said? It said unyielding. And I was like, oh man, wow. So all this time I'm thinking I'm doing work that's like yielded to God, surrendered with him. And then saying, well, I'm not grinding, but I'm all about hard work. No, hard work is unyielding work. And so I was like, well, give me a new word. Like, what's a new word? And it was like diligence, right? Like, it's not that we're not working. It's not like don't do work. People get the message wrong all the time because they'll say, oh, what are you trying to say? Things just fall from the sky and I'm not supposed to do anything. And just, no, (laughs) that's ridiculous. No, we do. It's a co-laboring. There's a partnership. There is the the piece of work that we do, but it's not looking at ourselves as the, the, the burden of the outcomes, the burden of all, even even the burden of all the inputs and certainly not the burden of all the outputs, right? It doesn't all rely on us. And that's a mindset shift for a lot of people in business because like me, they learn how to do business a certain way. I'm a redeemed control freak. 
So I get mm. it. And I'm a background of technology. I was a software engineer, a project manager in my corporate day. So like this whole idea of doing things in partnership with God was a shift for me. Okay? Right. <laughs> I can blueprint and strategize something and run off the, to the races all day, you know? <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> To kind of to kind of summarize a little bit of that in my interpretation, yes. as well as you were speaking with uh, you know to that topic, there are challenges that God asks of us in our lives, and then there are challenges that we add on that He didn't ask of us, and sometimes business strategy becomes a challenge that we added on that if we stopped and asked Him, He would say, "I didn't give that one to you." But we have to trust and have faith that he can navigate those for us as well. And then let us know authentically which ones are ours, which ones that he generates for us for whatever reason, for growth, for prosperity, for for learning, you know, some of the things that, that we experience in life. But being able to say, this isn't a challenge, this isn't the grind. That it has to be because I'm choosing for it to be a grind. He's not choosing for it to be. That's right. That's right. Because he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He didn't say, he didn't say, you know, I know. And the answers sit right there for us. You know, if we just read them, (laughs) I've struggled with that one too, not because I wanted to make the yoke hard. Yes. I just was like, God, where are you? Where are you? You say this doesn't have to be hard. And here, every time I think I'm doing something noble or worthy, I just made it hard. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? And so there's a whole surrender, the there control freak, all so the pieces. That's the piece. Yes. Like that surrender and trust is a huge piece. I want to give a super practical example for anyone who might be kind of struggling with the application of this conversation. Do. Super practical conversation. So uh, one of my mentees in his business Uh, one of the typical practices is to have like a whole long list of calls that he makes. You know, some of those are cold calls. Some of those are warm calls or whatever. They're all prospect calls. And that's the nature of his business. And so when he was learning how to just like, okay, in his, in the way he used to do it would be, all right, some will, some won't, never mind. I'm just going to start with number one and go to number two, number three, number four, and just go run down my list and just keep making these calls as long as I possibly can and see how many I can close or serve. Okay. Sure. Fine. Sure. That was his, that was the old mindset. His new mindset was, well, Lord, who should I call today? Like mm. what's on your heart for today? Like who, who will it actually even be a blessing for me to have a conversation with today? And he said he would just look at this long list. He had it all in a spreadsheet, in a spreadsheet. And he said nothing changed on the spreadsheet, but it was as if there were certain names popping out toward him. And so then he'd say, I'm just going to focus on those calls. And instead of making running through a list of 100 people or however many he could get done in a handful of hours, he only focused on the ones that stood out to him, okay, that were on this spreadsheet. And when he called them, some people would say, oh, so probably what happened is every single person he called, that was a closed sale. No. What Mm -hmm. happens is that oftentimes he would have either there was something that where there was a mutual fit, great, or the person would have a referral, great. But also there would be ones where there wasn't a match, but the person would say, this call was so delightful for me. Like this call was just so helpful for me today. He said some calls ended up turning into a whole different conversation than he anticipated having, right? And so 
that's the idea of like a partnership and a really practical yes. example of a partnership with God where his grind would have been, I'm just going to go down the list. Some will, some won't, who cares? And Lord, like, where should I start today? Like, who do you, who's a, pri- like, where's my priority for today? He surrendered his to-do list essentially, right? Super practical example, but that, just that one example, I mean, that can be our entire lifestyle of work. So that becomes increasingly more productive, uh, increasingly more impactful because we're looking beyond the, just the, what's the result that I can get when I do all of these inputs and just surrendering the guy to say, I'm just going to trust that whatever seems to kind of pop out to me, I'm going to go with that, mm-hmm. right? And see where that leads. It doesn't mean that just because you do it that way, that there's not going to be errors or, or whatever. That's not what this is about, not making mistakes. What it's about is just as best as you can aligning with, mm-hmm. you know, aligning with how you feel the Spirit's leading you and going and doing those things and not presuming that just because something didn't have the outcome that you expected that, oh, well, this was, this was a wash. No, because again, he sees the end from the beginning and nothing is ever wasted. Right. Right. And so it's just like a mindset shift. It's a heart posture shift. And there's a whole lot of surrender in the process. Taming the will. Yeah. Taming the will. Like I want want an aligned will with God's will. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that means setting it off to the side for a minute, just saying, hold on a second. We can do powerful things. Yes. But we can do even more powerful things if we do this the right way. So that's That's a really good practical example uh, for the listeners and for for business owners in general, to see that it, it can be a cooperation. Yes. It can be a partnership. We are meant to be our brother's keepers and have an influence in each other's lives. And no connection is for, for no reason. Right. You know, there is a purpose to everything if we choose to live in the purpose. You know, That's otherwise, it. we go back to the grind. That's right. <laughs> And once you start, it's so funny though, because once you start making some shifts, you start to realize how much grind is in so many different areas of your life or your oh, business. Man. And then you're like, okay, we're going to tackle that one too, right? It's just like, I just want to embrace this in every aspect of my life and in every area of my business yes. from a marketing standpoint, from all the back end operations, from my client engagement in every area, there is a better way. There is. Absolutely. How do you define success as an entrepreneur, as a person? Yeah. So. So I define success as my faith and my obedience. So my mm. faith, meaning that even if I can't see it, I believe his word and my actions, my corresponding actions are the evidence of that faith. And then my obedience, meaning that even if something doesn't quite make sense to me or doesn't feel like it's logical in my head, or I can't figure out one way or the other, I'm still going to be, I'm going to still respond, you know, to the voice and the leading of the Lord. And so if I do both of those things, to me, I'm already a success. I'm a success uh, that, will, that, yes, other things will manifest in the process sure. of that success. But to me, I've already started off with a foundation of success that I'm walking out and just enjoying the fruits of that labor, however they come and whenever they come. Mm-hmm. And not, not tying something to the success, but allowing Correct. it to be, to be the surrender. You, it's the epitome of yes. surrender. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. pretty much. Pretty much. And that making that shift in terms of my, of my definition of success changed everything for me. It really did. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to persevere when I normally I would quit. It allowed me to experience what I much better than what I would have done if I hadn't done it that way, a particular way. Um, it, it gave me freedom to move 
in ways that were contrary to an, an industry blueprint or an expert's advice or whatever, and then see the fruit of that, of walking that out. It really, it just really changed everything for me. It really did. Mm-hmm. So tell the audience how, how it is that you came to um, build really your business now and what that entails. How do you help people? Yeah. So with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, the way we help people is, yes, making these heart posture shifts and these mindset shifts and how to practically walk these things out with God, but then also how to even have a, a lens for, um, we call it a, a kingdom lens, meaning the kingdom of God lens, like how to take that perspective over every area of their business and how do we do that? And so how do we grow and thrive and have a, a greater impact in the world around us or whatever it is that God's put on their heart for their businesses. And so, you know, we do that through teaching, mentoring, community, you know, events and all of those things. So we really pretty much focus on that teaching and the training and, and walking with people because this is a, it's a lifestyle shift. It's not like, you know, it's not like, Hey, plug and play. If I just do these five steps, you know, I'm good to go. It's like, it's, it's, walking this thing out in a really authentic way, the bumps and bruises that happen along the way and knowing that there's people around you to say, hey, yeah, I know that was kind of tough, but let's keep going, right? It's just really being able to walk with people in a lifestyle shift, you know, in whatever whatever way they want to engage with us, whether it's just listening to our podcast episodes or all the way into walking with us in community, you know, and, and all the things that are in between. And so that's what we've been up to for the last... Uh, eight years. And it's really awesome to see people make the shifts and begin to see the fruit of walking that out. And that fruit sometimes is relational and that, you know, things that were all jacked up in their family relationships being restored. Uh, And then when they're seeing those things restored, then seeing their businesses thrive. uh, Sometimes it's like that, you know, other times it's, they were doing a business that was completely off of there, there was no alignment between their dreams and God's dreams. But then when they focused in on intimacy with God and doing business with him, they made pivots in their businesses, sometimes complete pivots, sometimes small pivots, and then watching and seeing that, seeing that happen. There's just that alignment piece that we're so focused in on, um, you know, alignment, courage, courage to walk it out, you know, mm-hmm. along the way. So that's pretty much how we've been, you know, walking it out with people. And it's awesome to do things in community. I don't care what you're doing in business. Business can be very lonely when you're trying to do things on your own. And especially when you're trying to, you know, make shifts for the better, um, you know, having community is everything. Community accountability, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even more so now, I think in this year, because so much has gone virtual. Seriously. Yes. Yes, because we need we need that connection and we need to be able to bounce it off of each other because our local localized world has shifted. Yeah. You know, so we can still oddly enough feel a sense of some sense of normalcy on a Zoom call where we don't you know, we're not walking out there you know, maintaining the social protocols, you know, right, that are right, necessary right. the time, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a different topic. That's another but, topic. Uh, <laughs> but at least we can feel like, Hey, we're still on a zoom call. We still get to see each other. We can still be in a social community yeah. online with like-mindedness. We can still find our people somewhere. Yeah. Which it, business owners need. Yeah. And in the midst of this pandemic, it's been interesting because there hasn't been a lot of shift for us because we've been global from day one. So the majority of what we were doing was already you know, global and online, except for Mm -hmm. our face-to-face virtual events. But we also always encourage people and even equip them with tools on how to get with local community 
to begin to see shifts and all of those things. But so that's been kind of a, a that's been a part of the blessing in the midst of this stuff is that since we were already focused globally, we could continue to mm-hmm. just kind of focus online and, and do that globally. But yeah, wherever you can find your your community online, offline, both yeah. so important. It absolutely is. Yeah. So you have a gift that uh, we're going to add into the show notes sure. for the audience. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we have this course that's called Firestarter School. And so what we do is we take the first and the whole premise of the course is just to share some basic foundations of what it means to be a kingdom driven entrepreneur and how to do business in partnership with God. And so we took the first three modules of that course and we give those out for free and we call it Firestarter School 101. And so those mm-hmm. who want to get that, they go to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com slash course. Perfect. And we will have those in the show notes. I know that's going to touch some lives. Definitely, definitely touch some lives that are resonating with us and wanting to know where to go next, what to do next. What is the next step? What does that look like? So thank you. Thank you for offering that. And my last question is, where can the audience connect with you? Where can they find you and your amazingness? So I I guess I'll give two links. Um, To connect with me, I have a website at shaybynes.com, S-H-A-E-B-Y-N-E-S.com. Or if you really want to get connected to the movement, you know, that, I, that, uh, that we started, uh, gosh, eight years ago now, you can go to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. Perfect. Guys, we will have those linked in the show notes. So make sure you grab those links. Shay, I want to thank you for coming on today and really just diving into this cool conversation of how it can be easier and how it can be, you know, God-led and less-led less grind, more grace, right? Yes. How it can be that. And we will have a link to the book in there as well in the show notes. But I want to thank you for coming on today and just really opening up to the audience and sharing your wisdom and your gifts too. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Guys, check the show notes. Make sure you do your homework, re-listen. There's a lot of helpful information in this episode that we really touched on being able to find that next step towards your purpose of living very authentically and living in your calling. But connect with Shay, reach out if you have any questions, but as always, keep moving forward. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.